Some people they drink too much Some people don't drink enough Some people are just like me Welcome to Cocktology, uh, the podcast about making better cocktails at home. Having a little fun talking about uh, all things cocktail related. It is a part of the Pull Tab Sports Network. It is. Yeah. Uh, and we're lucky enough to have one of the owners of the owner group with us today, Tom Garrity. Welcome, Tom. Thank you. Privilege. Yeah. And I mean, let's face it, we brought Tom in for a specific reason. Exactly. Because today's podcast is about the supper club mm. and so tasty oh god i mean it's a wisconsin there's there's probably 300 supper clubs in the country and 250 plus are in wisconsin and i think i've been to every single one of them and you know we already did a podcast on the old-fashioned mm -hmm. and it's many variants mm -hmm. um and if you go to a supper club and don't start with an old-fashioned you've already made a mistake exactly or a couple of them several yes but we'll get into uh some of the other must-haves cocktail wise um at the wisconsin supper clubs and if you're lucky enough to have a supper club in your area i know they're in california they're in new york i got a really good story about one that used to be up in hayward that um has moved um and uh and then we'll probably delve off into some of the other favorites favorite things that happen at supper clubs as well sounds like a hell of an episode wow <laughs> a hell of an episode so i guess the first thing to to keep in mind when you go to a supper club is it's probably going to be eclectic mm -hmm. like it might be it could be in an old gas station could be yeah um most likely it's in a building that's been there since the 20s along with its staff <laughs> <laughs> yes yes that's a prerequisite you know you got to have the average staff age has to be at least 70 <laughs> or you know it's not good there are a bunch of wonderful little old biddies running around serving uh serving food uh, let's but <clears throat> let's dig in because there are some things that i think are absolute have to's in fact recently when we were in Door County and went to a supper club, they did not have a relish tray. Yeah, it's they're not a supper club. I almost fucking walked out. You should have. I would like, have slammed the door and left. That is an absolute insult. Did you jump on Yelp right away? I didn't. Oh, you should have. That'd have been awesome. I mean, it's even though I'm not Minnesotan, there is some passive aggressive that's in there. I couldn't. That's a good. That is a good quality. Yeah, terrible. I hate it. Um, no relish tray. I mean, <clears throat> honestly, it it might be the highlight of the meal for me. It's a great way to start. And I've been with you at supper clubs and I know I see the look in your eye when they have a good relish tray. Mm. And I know it's going to be a good day. I mean, uh, if we rank things on the relish tray, because we've all been to our grandmas who had a relish tray. It's, grandmas always put relish trays out. But like my wife's mom, it'll be three pickles. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. a, and a radish. Maybe a, no, her, for her, it's always, well, I guess there are olives once in a while, but so it'll be a sweet pickle, a gherkin, and an olive. That's her relish tray. Really? Nothing wrong with that. Okay. I like it. I mean, that's just what they have. I mean, there's multiple pieces of those items or just those three things? M multiple pieces of okay, those okay. items. Okay, okay. Yeah. It's not yeah. just three items. <laughs> it's like, not just, oh shit, I'm fourth. I get nothing. No. Right. Um, but for me, absolute top of the list, if it doesn't have it, I'm 
crushed is pickled herring. Yeah, see, I, that is the one part that I would have to differ with you. For some reason, it's never never jumped at me. You're just not Scandinavian enough. Yeah. Exactly. It, does, it actually doesn't make sense because yeah. you're Irish. And Irish. Def, definitely by the sea. So Yeah, so I, I, you know, if they had potatoes or something, corned beef. Might be good. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, potato salad is another mm. fantastic little, you know, potato salad, a bean salad. But for me, top is pickled herring and, you know, it's pickled. So it's not like it's it tastes like I think the biggest problem for most people is it tastes like fish. Well, weird. Yeah. But if you got onions and a little bit. Ooh. Second on my list. OK, so we got relish trays one. Okay. No, no. Uh, we're talking about relish trays. Okay, I'm First sorry. on the okay. list, yeah. All right. Back up for a second. Sorry. Second on the relish tray is a good assortment of crackers. Mm, what kind of crackers? The first one has to be the Melba Toasts. Okay. Now it's been bad. Gardetto's ruined it for everyone. Now you can get the little Melba Toasts. It's just a little, you know, garlic-flavored Melba Toast in tons of snacks. But back in the day, that was the only place I ever saw them. Loved it. And then this, next on that cracker tray is those rye Pretzel rods. Okay. Those are the, so those are repeat. A third is some sort of cheese spread. Okay. Yeah, that's a hell of a relish tray there. What are those things called? Um, they come, they're they're wrapped. They're like little breadsticks, right? Is right. that what you're talking that's about? That's what a pretzel okay. rods, yeah. Okay. Yeah, those are money. Yeah. Those are super money. Super good. Yeah. And, and, they're, and they're sturdy enough to dig into that cheese, which. Which is like concrete. Yeah, generally yeah. over chilled, yeah. I guess, but. And then you're you're lucky when you're in a place like Ellsworth or near Comstock where you've got a cheese factory nearby and they're using the local creameries cheese. That's really cool. And I think that's probably one of the reasons why Wisconsin does it so well is because there's so many things made right there. And, you know, there are a bunch of Scandahoovians in Wisconsin that are making the pickled herring. So I think it all uh, radishes you mentioned earlier. Right. That's probably in the top five things as well. So, do you crush that? Yeah. Do you, get, do you get an appetizer? Okay, so walk me through this really quick. So, I'm interested. I mean, I'm interested. So, you you sit down. What's the cocktail you order? So, if I've had their old-fashioned, I know what it's like. You know where I'm going. I'm, sure. I'm, I'm going to lean into a white Russian. Uh, oh, I was going to say Roy Rogers. <laughs> no, white Russian is uh, another classic uh, early cocktail as you sit down, but the, yeah, that's a classic early one. Yeah, because then you get really serious about booze later. Right. Yeah, the white Russian yeah. is usually by uh, it, it might be night night time. Yeah, that's, that is your dessert cocktail. We're going to cover dessert cocktails after dinner. Okay, I'm jumping ahead again. Yeah, Sorry. it's okay. Another great lead in and a drink that people should order more often is the sidecar. Gary, okay, tell me what that is. I don't know what that is. A uh, uh, it's simple. There are only three parts. First, they, uh, you take an up glass, like a martini glass or a coupe glass, and you you put sugar on the rim. Um, it's important because the drink itself is made from brandy and lemon juice, almost exclusively. Okay. They usually will add in like a triple sec or a little bit of sweet and sour something. Maybe it's Grand Marnier. It's an elevated version of the triple sec. And it's shaken and served up in that up glass with the sugar. And so when you sip it, First of all, it's supposed to be very booze forward, you know, up cocktails generally are. But it also has that sweet and sour. That's just a nice little lead into the dinner. And I always, I think it. Uh, if you go someplace and they use fresh lemon juice and Grand Marnier and a really good brandy, you're going to know. So, but even but even the 
rail stuff is still a nice cocktail lead-in. So if you're out at a club and you want to try something new, try Sidecar. Sidecar, okay. Never had it. Sounds yeah. good. Yeah, it is good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's the that's what I would pick. What about you? Um, I, I, I stick to the basics. Um, so, like, like we're, we're talking about when you first get there, um, definitely would, you know, from a drink standpoint, old-fashioned. For sure. Yeah. For sure. And I like them sour, right? Yeah. I don't like them sweet. So I like them sour because the sweet, you know, sometimes they can make them really, really sweet. Yeah. And so I know I'm going to have seven or eight of them before I drive the kids home. So I want to make sure <laughs> that they're, um, they're, you know, at least, um, I think the sour takes a little of the edge off of the booze when I get yanked over by five Oh, but then, uh, I'm a big app guy. So they got cheese curds, What's your, yeah, that's your go-to? Yeah, cheese curds or onion rings or just mm. something that I know is just going to hit the spot. You know, I'll immediately go there. How about when you get to one of these places and they bring out the cheese curds or the onion rings and you can see immediately that they were hand-breaded? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. I mean, the cheese curds in Wisconsin, I mean, it's kind of, you know, stereotypical or whatever the phrase I should be using. But they are money. Yeah. I mean, they, are, they are so good. Yeah. 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 But, yeah. So, but again, then, you know, I mean... I, I, the relish tray, the, the relish tray is a fantastic way to start too. All right, and the, you know we're not going to dig into the fact that there's usually like a wedge salad or a Caesar Jesus a salad's a salad. I'm right. I'm not a I'm not anti salad. I'm just not going to spend my time at a supper club eating a salad. Well, so here's an interesting one. So where I'm from in Wisconsin, British in Wisconsin, um, also known as God's Country, um, there's a place that's my favorite supper club. Yeah, and it's called. It used to be Jeffers Black Angus. Ooh. And now it's called Jones's. So family sold it to another local family. And what they have a nice little twist is they have a salad bar. So you get the relish tray, but then when you go up before, they don't bring you a salad. They have a full salad bar. So you, they've got soup and they've got. Ooh. And what are the soups? Is, is, it's, I mean, usually, it's usually a French onion no. and then some type of a whatever, you know, whatever the they want to make that day. But you walk up and you can do this huge salad bar yeah and that's your salad yeah yeah so it's well, fantastic but i mean like you're, you're it's perfect lead-in because obviously if it has a when they have french onion soup it's important yeah well they're, they're serious about it yeah and then the one other one that shows they care beer cheese Ooh. oh god i got a little shiver in my back <laughs> <laughs> I mean, those are like, oh my God. Like, again, that's why I say, thanks, salad. We'll see you in a week or two when I'm not here. I'm going to have either this, the French onion soup in the crock with the melted cheese or the beer cheese. Who, by the way, when they serve popcorn alongside for you to sprinkle on the beer cheese, that's professional. Yeah, I might have to cover myself before I get up when that's something, <laughs> something like that happens. <laughs> well, the interesting thing, though, is that the other thing, too, is you brought up a good point. I mean, when you go to a, a good supper club, you're not there to worry about calories. No. You're, and if you are, you shouldn't be there. Suspend the diet. Yeah, whatever you're doing, whether it's not drinking anymore, drink. If you're not, if you're worried about calories, don't, don't go there. Yeah. If you're going to order something ridiculous, like something healthy, then you have no business being there. And, and, you know, both you and I are spoiled. We're talking from a, really a, a position of authority on the subject because we love supper clubs and have been too many. But I mean, Hayward, Wisconsin, where my wife's family has had a place for 50 years, 
there's like six different supper clubs you can pick from within 10 minutes of the cabin. Yeah. Um, I've been to a couple with you. Yeah, they're, I know. They're amazing. Just and amazing. I, so, and they, they do tend to change hands because, of course, running a restaurant is being married to it. Um, and so when kids are the second generation of kids, they're like, I've been here enough. I want to move on. But I love the the tradition. There was one up in Hayward called the... Um, there's one, well, the one we go to the most often is the ranch. Mm. Uh, Club 77 was another. Um, and then now I'm blanking on the name, but it was out east and it was, um, do you remember the one I'm talking about? It had, anyway, there was a chandelier. The original chandelier in the bar had a fox being chased by dogs. Was it the spot we went where we were playing the bar games when we waited? Yeah. 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 yeah I don't remember yeah. that, that name. I'll, I'll right. think of it. Yeah, I know I'll think saying, of it when I... it comes back. But there are books. Like there's, I think, two different coffee table books have been written on Wisconsin supper clubs. And there's actually like a competition each year for the best old fashioned in the state of Wisconsin. God, how do you get to be on that panel? I want to be on that panel. I actually want to submit our old fashioned because, as you know, our most popular drink at Lucky Guys Distillery, Hudson, Wisconsin, um, is is the old fashioned, and it's because we put the honey habanero in there that set, that is good sets us apart. It does little heat. That is that is a sweet. nice little change of pace in that cocktail. I'd like Highly. to I'd like to get into that competition, but apparently, I think the last two years. A place in the Dells called Ishanala. Have you ever been to that one? I've heard about it for yeah. sure. Yep. Um, they don't take reservations, which means you've got an hour or two to have cocktails while you wait for your table, which I think is genius. It is genius. All right. Wait. I don't want to get too far down that rabbit hole, but sure. Like with 250 supper clubs in Wisconsin, um, you can go Google it. And they'll give you a list of all of them. The, the What day of the week do you go to your supper club? I have one specific day, which is, you know, not, not hard to believe, Friday. Friday no. Friday's my day. Yeah, Friday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of them are closed either Sunday or Monday or Monday or Tuesday, mm -hmm. um, which is makes sense. Those are going to be the days. We happen to be we – were, we were lucky that the Nightingale Supper Club in, Dor in Sturgeon Bay, Wisconsin, was open on Monday. That was where we went. But they didn't have prime rib, which is why Friday and Saturday are such a great <clears> night, because you're guaranteed to have prime rib those two nights. Why do you think they never serve it other than Friday and Saturday? Well, they can't get it earlier in the week or probably because they know they're going to be slower, right? Yeah. Okay. And it's a, I mean, most prime ribs are 50 pounds. Mm. But. Open face. I just want to, I want to, I want to cover something. Sure. It's not called the okay rib. Or the pretty good rib. Like anybody who thinks a New York strip or a porterhouse is going to be better than the prime rib, they're missing the fact that it's the prime rib. It's the best cut of meat on a cow. Now, maybe that place you're going doesn't care enough to take care of it and really, really make it the best thing on their menu, but it should be the best thing on their menu. That's why it's so revered. That's why people, that's why we've been. I mean, I think they started cooking this, um, maybe it was Delmonico's in New York in the 20s. Hmm. And it's, I mean, it's it's like a, it's become a world famous cut. And of course you have the king cut and the queen cut. Mm -hmm. 
And most places nowadays, you think it's the large and the medium or large and the small. That's not what that's not what defined a king and a queen. Originally, the king cut had a piece of the bone, the prime rib, running through it, whereas the queen was the cut without it. So it's not the ounces? No. Okay. At least it wasn't. Okay. It might be what they're doing now. Or, and, you know, um, a lot of places sell out of the prime rib, especially Fridays and Saturdays. If they have it other nights, they might not run out as quickly. But you're actually, like, encouraged to call ahead and say, we'll take a medium piece and a medium rare piece. And they'll set them aside. I don't have to do that. I got, I got so much swag. I just walk in and they yeah. know. Oh, Tom's here. Yeah. Yeah. We saved you a couple. But that's how it, that's how it works. Yeah. And, and, you know, the other thing that's great about a prime rib is unlike seafood, which had to be either frozen or flown in, like you don't have to worry about that with prime rib, usually aged in some way. But. So that's what you go to. That's that's what you get when you that, go there. That is one of my go to's. If I'm there on Friday, Saturday, I'm getting prime rib. Oh, okay. What what would be plan B? Plan B, like when we were up in uh, Dark County, it was a ribeye. Okay. And it was very, very well executed. Nightingale's been around since, I think, 1915. So, mm -hmm. um, And I had an old-fashioned sour, by the way. Hat mm. tip to Tom Garrity. You got it. And it had pickled mushrooms. That was the that was what was in the drink instead of, really? instead instead of, of a cherry the... or an orange. Okay. Pickled wow. mushrooms. Do you think he did that because it was sour? Yeah. Okay. All right. I Makes love sense. it. Makes I'm going to have to come up with some. Like, we're going we're gonna to try and do an old-fashioned menu this fall. Really? Yeah. So what kind of different old fashions would you make? Well, I'd make a traditional sweet and a sour. Okay. So that's two. I'd have our standard, which is the habanero. So that's three. Yeah. Um, we have a chocolate smoked old fashioned. Wow. That's off the menu currently, but because it, pretty much Eric is the one who wants to make them. And so we let him make them when he's on staff. Okay. So what it's chocolate in it? Yeah. We put chocolate bitters in okay. and then he uses wood chips to smoke the drink once it's made wow it's nice you, people you should get to lucky guys distillery in hudson <laughs> wow holy buckets uh all right back to okay let's let's just go through the kind of the timeline here so uh friday night relish tray yep salad yeah entree keep going what well, do you what do you sides get? okay so right. there, yeah and i was gonna ask you gabe's over there right now ready to hang himself but we'll, we'll, we're, we're gonna land the plane here don't worry gabe listen if gabe doesn't like what we're talking about it's gabe's problem gabe's the best he is gabe's money but right now he's wishing he ate breakfast instead of having to listen to this yeah this is um this is really yeah keep going I'm sides your your top sides um, I'm a huge baked potato guy with mm -hmm. everything on the side. Um, I love asparagus. Mm -hmm. Um, I love gratin potatoes. See, I like, um, I'm not, I mean, again, I, I mean, I might go with a decent soup if they have a soup, but you know, traditionally if I get a side, it'll be the baked potato with everything, everything on the side and I just kind of poke at it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a fan of like things coming smothered. So you, you know? didn't, and you didn't mention hash browns. No, I didn't. Oh. But you got it with onions or out cheese on top. So when we go to Waffle House, another culinary mm. dining experience yeah, can't be great. matched. Let's, let's do a whole episode at Waffle House. It's not. A, I'd do it <laughs> in a second. But um, but when I go there, I go smothered, covered, peppered, and 
yeah that, diced, that so. yeah yeah that that would be a great side what about you what are your what are your to go to sides my my definite go to side is hash browns that's one but if but au gratin are fantastic plan b if i have to right i do love asparagus i have found that i think it's more about where you're at because if you like if you grill or roast asparagus it's way better than if it's boiled i agree 100% and i have found a couple places that do like beans right where they toss them in something then flash fry them mm -hmm. green beans so yep. that's fantastic yeah green beans are, are that, i mean I'm, I'm kind of a vegetable guy with my meal you I like, like brussels sprouts i do yeah i actually do like brussels sprouts i think that's a nice change too yeah. and the other thing that i would really like to make sure is on my plate somehow mm -hmm. is onion in some way so it could be in the hash browns mm -hmm. um one of my favorite things for many, many years has been the onion ring on top of the steak situation. Okay. They give you one. Yeah. Yeah. Because then you can. So, so like, okay, so I'm, I'm circling back with the prime rib. When you get the prime rib, how do you order it? And then what do you, do you just eat it? Or do you put, you know, seasoning on it? Or do you put mushrooms on it? Or what, what's your bag? So I don't do mushrooms with prime rib. That's a steak thing for me. Mushrooms are another good side, by the way. It is another great side, actually. Especially if you find a place that doesn't have just buttons, but maybe they've got chanterelles or oyster is, is mushrooms. That, is that a band? A the button mushrooms? Oh. <laughs> well, anyway, it should be. Um, so, but it's like it's absolute must that there's horseradish okay. involved with the prime rib for me. A little au jus. Au jus on the side. So, in some of this stretches way back, now I'm remembering more. The prime rib came from England. Mm. And Makes sense. They would actually roast it all day long. Then they would bring a cart table side. Okay. And cut and prepare it for you at your table and put it down. And the other thing the English did really well is they made um, Yorkshire pudding, which is really made from the pan drippings into. Uh, some bread so that it's like soaked. Oh God, can you imagine how good that probably is? Because it's basically au jus. Yeah, I mean, I've never even had it. I don't think I have ever had it yeah, either. But it sounds it. fantastic to me. So that kind of that kind of is that where it comes from then? In some of the fancier steakhouses, um, where they bring like the cuts of meat to your table. Yeah, and I pick so. them. You like go. I want that one, or I want yeah. that one. I want the one the size of a yeah Volkswagen Beetle. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah all right cool yeah. yeah very cool yeah so um and i think and then you know the, the 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 thing i was reading about is that there are actually places in england where people would bring their cuts of meat to someone who would cook them for them while they were at church really yeah i like that idea because it's a long slow roast and they want someone you know but that was like honestly that one of the best things about the prime rib is that you can put it in and four hours later check on it have you, you ever have you ever made prime rib yourself yes i would say that the bone-in prime rib that we made on our big green egg this is probably six or seven years ago mm -hmm. when there were going to be like 20 people at the lake at the same time mm -hmm. That might be the best meal I've ever cooked in my life. Really? Yeah. Would you consider that set up a supper club? You could, you could, <laughs> you could, you could, add, you could add one more to the list. It was definitely 301. It was definitely a supper club meal. That's for sure. So here's an interesting question. Someone, when we were talking about this um, the other day um, about this topic, someone said, what's the difference between a supper club and a steakhouse? Is there a difference? 
Hmm. I think a supper club. I want. I want to hear your thoughts. Supper club is more the the ambiance and like even all kidding aside, like Mancini's is a supper. I mean, is a. It to me is a steak. supper club. Oh, it is. Now, oh, well, Mancini's, man. No, no, right, no you're right. People will say it's a steakhouse. I, th- I was thinking of uh, the one in, not Mancini's. I was thinking of the one in uh, Morton's. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, a steakhouse. That's a steakhouse. Like Gordy's in Montemedi or Willow. Supper Club. Is a supper club. Okay, so here's what I think is separates a supper club from a steakhouse, if I had to do this. I don't think there's a progression at a steakhouse like there is at a supper club. At a supper club, you go get a cocktail in the bar. It's, it's part of it. Right. And you st- sit in there and while you're drinking, your table is getting ready and eventually they say your table's ready. You can come and sit down and then you go in there. Right. And you might even go back to the bar when you're done because- well, we, we, we will. We'll get well because we haven't even touched on it. But one of the things that doesn't exist in this world anymore that is still a supper club tradition are ice cream drinks. Exactly. I mean, if you haven't had a grasshopper at a supper club lately, you you fucked this up. I got to tell you, so I worked a supper club when I was in um, in college back in my hometown. Not the place that I love, but a different place. And I used to get so pissed because it'd be right at the end of the night where you want to go home. And then you get this <laughs> eight people showing up, Brandy Alexander's, grasshoppers. I'd be, fuck. We yeah. had one blender. Yeah. You, you know, had to make them all. Clean the bl- you know, blender right. and then start all over again. What's the other one with the, you put Frangelico in it. I don't There's know. There's like three sure. of them. Oh, Brandy Alexander. You're talking, no. You, you, There's so another you, one. So this is the one that someone said to me the other day that I've never even heard of. Called the Golden Cadillac. That's what it is. Oh, that's Frangelico. That's I have exactly. To have this. That's exactly what it is. It's the Golden Cadillac. I yeah. it's, so uh, it never it never ceases to amaze me. How am I fifty four and I've never heard of the Golden Cadillac before? Given what I do and love, I I, got, I don't know. It's a it's, shame. It's a bucket list thing, guy. It is. It's a bucket list. So Everest, Golden Cadillac. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Like to me, this should be something we do some weekend where we literally just go to three cities in Wisconsin famed for their supper clubs. Right. Where the only goal is to. Well, you know, it, that would be a great, like, you know, you got all these food channels and food shows and, yeah. you know, you got the one, the 101 places to go before you die to party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This would be a great show. To they're, go probably, to like the, they're probably out there, isn't it? I don't know. I wouldn't see why they wouldn't be. Yeah. But if you just focused even on like a quintessential supper club and just went all around, because I, I, other than Wisconsin, there are other supper clubs. Yeah. And if you went and checked it out, I think it'd be pretty cool to see what they do. Yeah. Well, like I said, when I was just kind of doing some backgrounding, I noticed that there are, oh, this is, I'm glad you said this. So there used to be one in Hayward called the Turks Inn. Okay. And it was literally like, it looked like a Moroccan temple out in the middle of nowhere. Okay. It was just north of town on Highway 77. Which is very Haywardish. Yeah, right. Moroccan temple. Yeah, well, no, but it's very it's very Haywardish that something so outlandish would exist yes, right That there. is true. That is true. Um, and I remember we went there on a snowmobile trip. We were on our way to a snowmobile trip, and we stopped at this Turks Inn, and it was like the twilight zone. Like, it didn't feel good. Like, I wondered if we were all coming out of there alive. But, like, you could see the bones of something that was amazing. There was a heart-shaped bar. Wow. But it was carpeted. 
And it was carpeted 30 years before we were there. Carpeted? In the, the bar. Oh, okay, okay. Not the bar itself. Yeah, it was going to be like like on the sides or something. Yeah, yeah. But um, I was trying to Google pictures of it. Someone bought the place, took the heart-shaped bar and a bunch of other stuff, and moved it to New York, and now it's open in Brooklyn. The, really? Tur the Turks Inn is in Brooklyn now. Well, I'm sure what happened was some tourist from New York yeah. was checked it out and was like, I got to have this. Oh, this is so going to work cool. so well in New York. But I'm not even sure the building exists anymore, but it had the beautiful, you know, yep. onion domes on the towers. Oh, yeah. It was really a cool place. I'm glad it's I'm glad it's alive. Even the name Turks Inn is just a cool name. Right. And I think some of the names of some of these places are legendary, right? Yeah. You know, like you talked about, what was it, the... Um, Jeffrey's Black Angus. Oh, what a great name. Now it's called Jones's. Right. But everyone so still great. calls it Jeffers. The Black Angus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You want to meet at the Angus? Do they say that or? No, but uh, <laughs> they would even say Jeff. <laughs> I'm going to try to start that down in my hometown. Hey, you want to meet at the Angus? I'm like, what? <laughs> You're a fucking loser. Get out of here. Uh, no. Um, so we, Brandy Alexander... Grasshopper, Golden Cadillac. There's one more that we're not remembering. Pink oh, squirrel. the pink squirrel. Yeah, I've never had. I don't think I've ever had a pink squirrel either. But that one doesn't interest me as much as a golden. So, Cadillac. a question for you: Like, do you do do you admit if you get pulled over by the cops, like you've been drinking, and you say, <laughs> "Yeah, I had a couple of pink squirrels." I had a couple do of golden Cadillacs. Do you, do you admit that? I don't think that's a good. I think idea. they immediately let you go. But you say, "Brandy Alexander, get out of here." I, oh, you were at a supper club. Yeah. Have I, a good night, sir. Had two grasshoppers. Oh, I didn't finish the second one. No. <laughs> so well, you really you're more going into diabetic shock than you. Yeah, were right. Yeah, you basically just had a bowl of ice cream after having dessert, <laughs> which again is part of the experience. So we are definitely going to have to have. I think we're going to. So I think at the tasting room we're going to have to have. You can get Saturday nights. You can get, you know, Brandy Alexander's or. Golden Cadillacs. We've got to figure it out. And just have it only one night a week, almost like our prime rep. Okay. Right? Well, and again, because like your setup is so great. It's, we should talk about your business too, but it's, it's um, you're, you're a spot that you would go before you hit a supper club. Yeah, yeah. And come there after. Agreed. Right. So you could even kind of cut out a little bit of your experience be like, you know, you'd go and maybe have a drink and then go to eat and then you'd come back and have a drink. Yeah. Um, I think what we feel like we've determined is that we're a great on the way to dinner place and a great on the way home from dinner place. Yeah. Um, but that's what and that's why I'm saying we've actually talked about putting a dessert menu on, you know, having a dessert menu. So maybe it's a Brandy Alexander or a Pink Squirrel or whatever. But then um, since we started making creme de coco and the coffee liqueur, the mm -hmm. monkey Joe coffee liqueur and the triple sec ourselves. Uh, we blended the creme de coco and the orange liqueur. And it was like having a little, uh, you know, Brock's candy chocolate. Remember the chocolates that had yeah, the yeah. orange flavoring in it. That would be a good ice cream drink. Yeah. Be a nice little night finisher. So you got a lot of stuff going on there. Holy buckets. A lot yeah. of different products well it's the, to me that's the fun stuff is yeah. the making of all the stuff and like who knew that making grand marnier was as simple as taking several hours to peel 30 pounds of oranges and mm -hmm. then soaking you know high proof alcohol on the oranges and it pulls all the flavor from the orange and then you refine it a little and 
add a little sugar and boom, you got just Grand Marnier. It's not Grand Marnier because that's a brand name, but it tastes like it. It's really good. Got to check that out. We, we use it in our margarita mix, and I think it's what makes our margarita so special. Wow. Tell me more. Yeah, well, you know, it's every single thing is a, a little bit of an adventure. Just right. trying to have a good time and help people have a good time. This couple that came in and were talking with me about the Wisconsin Supper Club, they were they were veterans of the craft. By the way, a local one that I knew about because I've driven by it so many times but never been to is the Laurel. And it's just east of New Richmond on Highway 64. The Laurel, got to go check it out. We need to go. Yeah, I've never been. Because one of the things they do is they serve a cinnamon butter along with a popover before dinner. And a popover is much like the relish tray, something that once you do it, you wonder why you've never done it before. Okay. Or you wonder why you don't get to have it with every meal. Right. Yeah, yeah. that's a nice touch. Very that's, nice that's touch. That's a nice touch. That was my one of my first jobs in life. I was at the worked in the kitchen at the Moorhead Country Club. Yeah. And I was responsible for making probably 200 popovers every day. Really? Yeah, because that was a popover club. You served a popover with every meal. And, it's, and the popover is kind of like the – it's not a pastry. It's almost like a roll, but it's hollow in the middle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you kind of open it and then you spread the whatever yeah. on it. Okay. And you had to be there – I had to be there at like 10 a.m. because popovers are super simple to make, but they have to be left alone when they're in the oven. You can't like be putting other stuff in and out. It needs its time to cook, and then it's done. Okay. And it's simply eggs, salt, oil, and – Maybe milk. Okay. That's it. I don't know. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. How long do they take to bake? Uh, hour, probably. Okay. I forget the temp. I mean, it's been a, it's a couple of years ago. <laughs> but I've made them for dinner. They're super easy to make. You just, just got to, again, you just got to leave them alone while they're in the pan cooking. Well, that's, the way, that's the way I like to cook. I like to leave it alone. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. <laughs> Have someone else do it. I'd be more the guy like, hey, cook my meat. I'm going to church. And, you know, one of the disappointing parts uh, about supper clubs usually is the dessert options because they're usually just frozen, bought, and boxed. And I don't, I don't want that. Garbage. But I do love it when someone, like, I've always, we've always, Michelle and I have always said the same thing about every restaurant. Just make one thing great. Right. That's all you got to do. Right. Like, if, if you said, if someone said, what's for dessert, and you said you can have... Uh, a molten lava, molten chocolate lava cake with a scoop of ice cream, or right. you can have the ice cream. Those are the two things we have. Right. But you made one or both of those things, people be happy. Well, I, well that's good. good way to kind of get into the finish line here. I mean, you say so you have this great meal, you get done. You know, I'm not a dessert guy. I'm really not. You know, if I'm, it depends where I'm at. If I'm at a, like a Key West, I'll do like a key lime pie or yeah. something just to say whatever. But, um, I'm a after dinner drink guy, and that's when I hit the white Russians. And if I'm salty, I uh, during the holidays because I got hip to this by um, an establishment in Hudson, the Smiling Moose. Uh, they used to do a holiday white Russian, and they would put a shot of Dr. McGillicuddy's in it. Oh, a little peppermint. Yeah, and it rocked my world. That good. It was I like so it. good. But I just, just got a wicked Charlie horse there. Sorry, I had to stand oh. up. Hey, caramba. That's well, hey, you know, we're getting to getting that age. Yeah. Tearing ACLs when you move. It's great. It's well, awesome. Um, so I want uh, I want to go to the wild and sell them our monkey Joe and tell them that they should make a 
old 97 have it be their white russian that they serve at their bars <laughs> so what would be in it again so you'd sell them the monkey joe and you would do an old 97 it's a great idea what would be in it i mean a white russian what with the old monkey joe yeah okay and again tell me what the old monkey joe is I so we take for making monkey joe which is obviously just an elevated coffee liqueur but we we proof it up so that you can build a drink around it rather than just have it be something you add in that adds a little coffee flavor but you obviously start with coffee uh and most most times when you add sugar people add white sugar and then you know heat it up to make it blend but we use brown sugar because it brings more depth of flavor okay then you reduce it for about three hours and then we put it on uh, fresh cut vanilla bean um, our own vanilla uh, extract that we make mm -hmm. and um, you know high proof spirit about 130 proof and then by adding the coffee it cuts it down to about 70 because of the dilution that takes place from just adding the coffee but okay and it's just a really rich way of it's super good to add to coffee so it makes for a much richer uh you know we call it the dude abides it's a hat tip to jeff oh, I, bridges character yeah, yeah i had it there yeah yeah so that's monkey joe's in there yeah oh, yeah oh that's good yeah, yeah like that's our white, white russian I like, yeah i like your white russian and then we use uh heavy cream rather than half and half which just makes it again it makes it much <laughs> you talked about throwing the calorie thing out the window that's what we do yeah, I'm not like again. I'm not worried about like like when I go out. I don't know how people are, but like if I'm going out, I'm going out. You yeah. know, and I try to keep in shape, I guess, in theory. But like if I'm doing anything, I'm doing it all in. <laughs> Chips are all in on the table. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like life's too short. I'm not gonna. You know, you can't go. You can't be half pregnant at a supper club. No, and I can't emphasize that enough. And I, I said earlier, like oh, then don't go. I mean, obviously go, but. But like even my wife, who's not a big eater, like she's pretty, you know, pretty moderate and everything. She kind of goes all in. She pushes all the chips to the table Good and get, gets after it. Yeah. And I like that. I think uh, I was I was reading. So another thing I would love to see at supper clubs that I don't would be oysters on the half shell. I think that's another just decadent thing that really fits in with the mindset but it's a little too elegant yeah i gotta tell you like so i don't know how you you are about food um i got weird um thought processes on food so if i was in haywood and they had oysters in the half shell Scared. i wouldn't do that yeah that's like getting something from the gas station right? well, <laughs> you know <laughs> like we did this morning yeah, exactly. uh, no well, I, yeah, yeah. I think no i think you're right it's like when you when you go to a steakhouse yeah don't order the fish Right. When you go to the fish place, don't order the spaghetti. Right, right. Yeah. So if I'm in, you know, Florida somewhere, some yeah, coastal sure. city all day long, Boom. I'll pound oysters. Yeah. Love oysters. Me too. Love them. Pound them. Do you like it with the mignonette or do you like it with horseradish? Horseradish. And yeah. Tabasco? Or yes. Yeah. 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 That's pro. The, speaking of man versus food, there's an episode where the challenge was like 15 dozen in, in a certain amount of time and the guy just crushed it they came out in stacks and i was like there's no way this guy's gonna you know because it was almost like you're gonna start gagging right right and he crushed it and i was like god could i do that uh, how many oysters do you think you could put away if you were really serious about it with a couple cocktails before i went Ugh. yeah i don't know i, I mean i think i could do it a couple dozen. I could do a couple dozen. If they were really good, I could yeah. do a couple dozen. I mean, some of them are 
little dainty. Yeah. You know, the, what do they call them? Bluestone maybe? Yeah. I put all the stuff on them and I put them up and I suck it in. Yeah. I don't take the fork and pull it off. No, me either. Yeah. Yeah. I man it up. <laughs> I man it up. And then do a shot of vodka in between. <laughs> yeah. Bunch of booze is involved in all that stuff. So best supper club. We're almost done here. Best, yeah. best supper club. What's your to go to supper club? Give me give me a couple good options. One maybe around here, and then maybe one in your neck of the woods in Wisconsin. So I think both Gordy's and Phil's Terra Hideaway locally are fantastic supper club options. I love the food that they have. Gordy's is a more traditional supper club fare. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, Nick and the team at Phil's has a Greek uh, family Slant. background, yep. so there's so you have that option. Their Mediterranean double pork chop is just a layup. Mm-hmm. Serve with tzatziki sauce. Oh, it's so good. Um, I will get to the laurel here shortly. And from every... I might go tonight. From every single review I've gotten, it's obviously great. Maybe we should go tonight. Yeah, I could pull I'm me. free. Yeah. I mean, um, up north, uh, oh, it was the tally-ho. I remembered it mid-sentence. Yes. The tally-ho. Uh, and the ranch are probably my two favorites up in Hayward. Went to both. I'd, I'd lean toward the ranch. Uh, Club 77 was re- recently purchased, so I haven't been there since the new owners were in place. Okay. Um, but I would definitely go try it. I don't. Um, and then, boy, there I, I don't I don't know the name of it. Unfortunately, it was in the Dells. It wasn't Ishinala. I would remember if I was at the world famous Ishinala. Uh, but that. And then, have you ever been to? Uh, um it's down in lakeville uh god it's called like jerry's supper club i forgot i'm blank well you know one that's we didn't talk about that's great is in it's porterhouse oh god yeah that's a good spot oh that's and a I great would, spot. i would throw that into the supper club genre for sure for sure for sure that's a great spot but, that, but again i think because you i think you nailed it on the whole atmosphere it doesn't right. feel like it, i got no problem with the mortons and the you know, pure steakhouses like that that are downtown Minneapolis. I'm not a huge fan of every steak being $180 yeah. or whatever. But, yeah. but I get that it's mostly business people going yeah. in there and blowing, you know, work checks. Working their credit card, work, working their expense count. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but they don't they don't feel sl- supper clubby. Even if they had the exact same menu, it feels too elegant and too... Right. And that and, the, and that's a good point. So like the thing I like about supper clubs, and I, I kind of again made a joke about it, but in Prairie Wisconsin, you know, Jeffers, Black Angus, literally when I was a kid, the staff is still the same now when I walk in. Yeah. And they're salty, they give you shit, they're nice, you know, yeah. they're just, you know, they're moms and husbands that are working their tail off and yeah. you go in there and they, you know, it's it's part of the experience is that they're kind of crabby and you know, they give you, you know, if you're asking for special things, they roll their eyes at you and it's like, here it is, take it or leave it. And that is a part of the ambiance and the fun of it, I think. And Gina's got a little bit of that in her. What's that? What, asking what, for special what, things. What has she got in her? What? Hey, can we get the, uh, can we get that salad dressing on the side, yeah, maybe yeah. divided in two. And then if you could put a little sprinkle of pepper on yeah. half of it. Yeah. I've yeah. seen her do that. At, oh yeah. Yeah. But then the bar, you know, you go to the bar and the bartender's been there for 30 years. Yeah. You know, the cocktail is going to be amazing and stiff. It's not going to be, you're not going to have to sit there and think that you're getting hosed on. Have you been to the bungalow down by Highway 94? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, no, I've never been. I heard it's pretty nice. Yeah, I've never <laughs> I was been. just thinking yeah. of that one. That's another one that I would add to the list of places I like. I, 
Um, one of the other, I was going to say, and one other thing about the decor, if they hung it up in 1922, it's still there. Yeah. I that, love that. And, and, and dim lit it. Yeah. Dim lit. Yeah. I'm dim lit. Or yeah. Dim lit. Thank you. There you go. Can't even say it right. Dimly lit. Maybe but, that's the way it should be said. But yeah, the darker, the better. Yeah. Like you kind of walk in and you have to find your table. Yeah. <laughs> <It> clunk. <laughs> yeah. You know, the bathroom's got the, the, you know, the decor of the same, you know, 1920s. Right. Yeah. That, that yeah. That's what makes it fun. Another thing that I've uh, noticed with really good supper clubs is the bar is almost its own structure. Right. Inside. Right. It might have a its own roof right hanging off inside under there i love that right i totally agree with you yeah totally agree and the bartenders usually are really really capable there's not a lot of you know guys like me who haven't been bartending very it's like a salty vet that really knows what the hell they're doing back there well and again i mean even i'm sure you know there are certain nights that certain people work and that's why they go in there yeah you know what i mean because that's how how yes um, communal the place is charlie actually um when we were talking about doing this podcast, he couldn't join us, but he was talking about how uh, club diners will go to clubs because they can get a drink made that they can't really like. If you walked into a, you know, any bar and mm-hmm. said, "I'll take a mezcal Negroni," mm-hmm. right? We, what now? We have Bud Light, Coors Light, and, yeah. And, and he and says JMO. he says he loves that part about supper clubs, where when you go in and say to a bartender, "Give me a pink squirrel," he doesn't go, "What's in it." <laughs> he just turns around and starts making it. Just or with me, I start yelling, "Fuck!" <laughs> grabbing the grabbing the blender. I gotta wash the blender again. Oh, well, I tell you what. I think uh, my mine would definitely be my hometown place, and then I love Gordy's. Yeah, Gordy's is you like do our, love Gordy's. That's our family place. Like when we have birthdays, or, that was where you and I had our first dinner together. I know it was very with intimate. Michelle and the kids. Yeah, yeah it was great. And the kids. Yeah. yeah, it was fantastic. So yep. I'm, All right. So there. there, there's a little, that's a little glimpse into the supper club life. I hope you, if you're listening, you get out there and have it. Um, Bring it. Bring your A game. Yeah. Get Bring lucky. You. Yeah, exactly. There oh, you go. Oh, jeez. Wow. Good, 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 good tagline. Well, it's been fun. Yeah, that's been fun. Uh, so there you go. Get out there, get lucky. Um, and if you can't get lucky, at least get a supper club dinner and finish with a golden Cadillac. <laughs> yeah, piss off the bartender. Get two. But I'm not-